0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike the intern, back in the studio. It's Tuesday, and after a day of rest yesterday, back to work. <laughs> now the Chiefs have won three Super Bowls in four years.
1: How are we going to keep this band together? Well, that's will take some doing, no question about that. Are you going to the parade
0: tomorrow? Uh
1: twice valentine's day third time is a charm
0: son i know but valentine's day small speaking of sons small child makes
1: it very difficult all right okay you're going to reprieve this time i appreciate that (laughs) anyway uh yeah it it will be a little bit on the difficult side but i really feel like chris jones who is the key to this who will probably be allowed to become a free agent on uh, March the fifteenth, I will suspect the Chiefs allow that, and then prepare to match whatever kind of offer he gets. And I'm wa- he wants to stay. He's already said I want to remain with the Chiefs. If they sign him to, of course, the franchise player, that's thirty two million bucks. They can hardly afford that. Heck, their salary cap right now, the cap itself is twenty four million, and that's not a whole lot of money. And then they have LeJarius Sneed, who really needs to stay. The thing about Jones is he may not get, Mike, the tremendous offers that he's thinking he will. A good defensive end, a great defensive end, all pro, certainly a catalyst to the Chiefs defense. But he's also in his 30s, about to be 30 or 31, somewhere in that vicinity. And he has been plagued by a nagging groin injury that doesn't seem to go away. Does somebody want to spend that amount of money on him? So I think there are a lot of factors involved here. I have a feeling he may be back. But can they get both of them? That remains to be seen because Sneed will want to be paid off. And so will some of the other guys. Hey, the Chiefs have other contracts to sign too. So they are in a bit of a dicey situation, but they have a very good GM. Beaches, is an outstanding individual. Of course, you can only go so far with the numbers. But be that as it may, we'll see what happens. I want them both to stay Um,
0: obviously if we have to pick, I'm gonna have to decide with Sneed. That's the guy, that's the guy I would pay every single dime I had to. Not that I don't love you, Chris Jones, and I do, and I, I really, but you're right, you already said it. Time that's a factor. Some of the 49ers players claim they didn't know about that overtime change. And if that's the
1: case I don't know who you blame, but yourself and or your coaches for not informing. The organization. You You blame the organization. That's why the Chiefs are so good. It's because they pay attention to detail, and that is a very important detail. No, it's not at the top of the list because how many times have the Super Bowl games gone into overtime? Once before this past episode on Sunday. So that may not be a priority item, but it is an item that you check. So, when they go out for the coin toss, under the new rules, which came into effect last year, you go defense, and go offense, you see what you have to do. Well, the 49ers did not do that, and I think there was some discussion on the sidelines, and they said, hey, we didn't know. Well, yeah, somebody, somebody <laughs> messed up, and somebody should say you're supposed to know. Head coach, when you go out there for that coin toss, should make it clear maybe he didn't know either. And that's
0: a scary thing. And that's why I love my team. And that's why last year when McKinnon slid right before the goal line, sacrificed a touchdown score to win a game, it's because they trained for that stuff. And that's how these games are won and lost. What happened to the – (laughs) <laughs> the streakers i never got to see it i still I, I i remember it happening and i was like streakers and then the game kept pounding. and i just it went out my mind well it
1: was only half streakers they didn't uh, have any shirts they were like.
0: in bodysuits <clears throat> uh,
1: they were <laughs> uh, hey they had imbibed there's no question about that these guys had put away barley corn, whatever you want to call it. Hey, some jack. Maybe that was what they were doing. Anyway, they took the shirts off, ran out on the field, which, of course, you cannot do. And to my knowledge, they are still in jail. The NFL and the gendarmes look very unfavorably upon that kind of behavior in public. Now, was this as serious as it could be? No, because they didn't steal the ball. My favorite penalty was the Baltimore Colts linebacker, Oh, I, I guess it's been about 40, 45 years ago. One of them come on the field, some some young kid running around, a linebacker broke the huddle and just, oh God, took this kid's head off with a tremendous forearm shiver. That's a, that's what do. They're not going to come out anymore. That's what you do when
0: you have something like that. And those kids are lucky that's not what happened to him because those players, especially on that field and on that stage, if you came near me, I'd bad line all they day. They are Dude. big and they yeah. are fearsome.
1: Yeah. got some really good basketball games this week. And the situation now, the, that big old boiling cauldron is really reaching a fever pick because we're getting close to tournament time for the prep schools. It'll be later on this month and then for the colleges into March and then all culminating with The national championship's coming up in April. Number one team in the men, it is still Connecticut. They are the defending national champions, and they are really, really a good basketball team. Very well balanced, done a nice job with them, and they're cleaning up. The question is, have they played the toughest of competition? And that remains to be seen because they will in the tournament. Top women's team is South Carolina. They are undefeated. Or they took apart Missouri the other night. They did. 83 to 45. Oh, my goodness sake. And they took apart a good Connecticut Lady Huskies team. Gina Ori Emma's Ball Club took them apart on Sunday. The South Carolina team is very good. far as the men are concerned, Purdue, Houston, Marquette, and Arizona that comprises the top six. And as far as the ladies are concerned, Ohio State, Stanford, Iowa, Texas, also the top six. All very good teams, but really South Carolina is head and shoulders above them all. Kind of seen a little bit of a changing in the guard. Well, South Carolina's been there now for about three or four years. LSU's defending national champ because they upset South Carolina Mm -hmm. in the tournament last year, but the Lady Gamecocks, Dawn Staley, who is a Philadelphia gal, I might Mm -hmm. add, uh, is really a top-notch coach and a, a, a... really good controller of all their players. She knows what she's doing, she's had great success and uh, will continue to as long as she uh, recruits. Come on, you got to get those recruits in there. She
0: produces too and that's that's a a great coach is when you can get your players to produce for you like that. Um,
1: Who played last night? KU. Oh my goodness. If this is the number six team in America, something's happened because they were not even in the ballpark last night. They went to Lubbock, Texas. Now they do, Kansas does have some injury problems, but when Texas Tech, which is good, Texas Tech is a top 25 team, beat Kansas 79 to 50. Folks, that's 79 to five-zero. 0 KU's teams don't lose like that, but they did last night. And I think Bill Self has some introspection here to do (laughs) as far as his coaching is concerned because this is not a top 25 team. They got beat Duke, a winner over Wake Forest, 77-69. A lot of big games coming up tonight and tomorrow. The K-State Wildcats suck some of that mojo out of them a little bit. Well, as a matter of fact, (laughs) they probably did. And in beating KU like that. KU does have injury difficulties, however every team does. Yes, they do. All right. Uh, obviously the
0: Super Bowl One of the most watched TV events across the world, and
1: now you're throwing streaming. What are the numbers looking like? Well, it's all time. This is the all time highest Super Bowl rating ever. 123 million people are estimated to have watched it. Now, the the official Nielsen figures will come out a little bit later on this afternoon, but that was the TV estimate, 123 million people at various times. That is the total uh, total accumulated level of viewers who watch this thing, and that's pretty doggone good when you saw an exciting game like this was. Was it a well-played game? Well, yeah, I guess depending on your... On your perspective on things, it was not an artistic success, but <laughs> this is not a beauty contest. No. It's a football game. And the Chiefs, of course, went at 25-22 in overtime at 123 million. And, and, Mike, this is late. This was late in the evening when it, when it ended 11 o'clock on the, on the East Coast. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure
0: NFL and old Roger Goodell is smiling ear to ear right now. That game went to overtime either way. I'm smiling ear to ear because my Chiefs are champions again. You have a great Tuesday, and I will see you mañana.